Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? You, considering it's like three in the morning in Indiana. Oh, my God. Hey, man. Appreciate you doing this in the middle of the night. That whole, like, real-life job thing got in the way this week. So it's going to be happening quite a bit because I'm full bore now. Working yeah, them 12-hour days, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to get with Cheetos College out there and find the broadcast journalism department, communication department. You're going to have to find yourself an on-campus studio to go sit in and record the podcast. During hours where vampires are not up. That's not a bad idea. Or you should just move to California and we can be on the same time zone and make it a little easier. Yeah, you could move over here where the rest of us realism folks live. Uh, I, and, and don't threaten me. Out, I'm don't just saying, me. you can't sell your house now. The kitchen ain't even done. You'd lose like 30%. <laughs> no, when that sucker's done, I'll be making all kinds of money. No. Yeah. It's a kitchen, man. It's a kitchen. In California. At the beach. But anyway. <laughs> they made a lot of progress today, actually. We got running water in the kitchen now. We got a nice farmhouse sink-looking-esque thing. I don't know. I didn't pick it out. I just yeah, paid for it. You live in California. Using the phrase farmhouse does not <laughs> make sense when you live in Huntington Beach. Just saying. It's true, but my Canadian wife lived on a farm her whole life, so... She can get away with it. And yet, she still will not pack her bags and leave California. Oh, she'd pack them and move right on the hell out of here. You don't have to ask her. She says I'm the stupid one that wants to live here and pay all this money for housing and whatnot, which I agree with her, but, you know, this is where our opportunities are currently. That doesn't mean in the future they won't be. Same. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know anybody in Vegas, but if we could get a book pool going, I'm pretty sure that I could win because you're never freaking leaving. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, the beer is always cold here, so. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Don? I actually got to see you in the flesh this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, nice to catch up. It surely was. Uh, 
see you for for yeah. a little bit for a piece anyway as you uh, yep. were in town we were both in the the same time zone for about 48 hours so that worked out well yeah that's well, cool i i wasn't planning on going and then you know it kind of all worked out so and i even got to go fast so that was pretty cool last minute charlie yeah. over here got <laughs> snuck snuck right in there underneath the underneath the ropes and uh got to got to step on the gas so thanks to the leverage family for letting me do that and yeah it was it was cool very cool now, unfortunately didn't qualify but that's okay still got to go 300 miles an hour and it had been a long six month delay there so there's nothing like going fast and i enjoyed the hell out of it while i was going down the track so and i had a good time kind of hanging out and seeing everybody and Dude, I'll tell you, it's weird though. It, it wasn't really very indie esque out there, I must say. Even though it was the 66th running of the U.S. Nationals, it didn't really seem like the U.S. Nationals. It just seemed, it kind of seemed like a division race. But I happened to be driving a top field dragster at. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> I actually sat in the stands for a little while, which is kind of cool. I watched like second round of top fuel in the stands. On the spectator side, not the side of the pit, like on the sportsman side, which is cool. So, yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. So it wasn't. I mean, all in all, I mean, I didn't qualify, but I still had a good a good time, and like I said, got to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. Um, let them know I'm still breathing. So, that's cool. That's cool. We can dive into it a little more, but oh, I w- I did hear. You might have a little more insight on this. I did hear from some people that the all-star thing was a dud. Like, they got no banquet. They got no driver intros. They got nothing. They got, like, no team barbecues, nothing. Like, literally got a a box that was, like, dropped off at the trailer and was like, hey, here you go. Good luck. That sucks. Well, look. I mean, you got to give it to to Woody and his team at Jags, the Coughlin family. They tried to make lemonade out of the lemons, otherwise known as the 2020 NHRA drag racing season. No, don't get me wrong. And it's cool that they did do it. You know, they they got the race out. But it just, I just heard from a few people. Unfortunately, it was on Friday and I missed it because. I was still flying there, but I just heard from a couple people that it was just kind of like, meh. It was like a shootout, like a like the eight-car shootout. Like you just ran, the top five people ran 890, and they were doing like an extra shootout for like 50 bucks at the divisional is kind of what I heard it seemed like. That That is truly, uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. No cookout. There was no uh, driver introductions, photographs. None of that. None of the hubbub, if you will. That, that the only thing that was the same that, the only thing that was the same was Trevor Larson won again for like the nine hundredth time. Yeah, that, that that was the same, pretty much. They should just, just they should side. just mail the poor guy the the check. He should just not even have to show up anymore. That's pretty. He's, he's that's been pretty cool. he's he's been on fire for a few years now. <laughs> uh, so, so I think I think Bogak is actually the last one. Well, no, wait a minute. Maybe it was, uh, was it Bogak and then, uh, is it Mastowich? 
I think Master Witch had. Oh had yeah, Master Witch did win. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he snuck one in there, but yeah, I mean, Jags and then they did come up with a bunch of other like awards or prize money that you would get like along the bracket racing scene, if you will, like best losing package, uh, closest margin of victory, uh, perfect reaction time. There were, there were some things that, that Woody and his team came up with and, and the Coughlins, obviously, and they gave away, gave away cash, you know, cash prizes to try to make up for, for, you know, the loss of some of the other stuff. But, yeah, it was definitely um, did not have that Jegs all-star feeling that we've all grown accustomed to knowing. Don't yawn, bro. It's not that late. Yeah, it's late, dude. <laughs> Nonetheless, though, uh, but yeah, so you know, well, I mean, God, I mean, hats off to him, though. I mean, seriously, no, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not down, I'm not talking shit on Jeg, so don't, don't get me, don't get me twisted. I'm just saying that I heard some people saying that it was just kind of like, oh man, I'm bummed, you know, ah, oh, for sure. Which I mean, they were. Yeah, no preferential like you know it used to be Treatment. a preferential yeah. part. Yeah, you get a different. That's part like the one line. time a year. Yeah, it's like the one time a year that like somebody in the sportsman area gets to feel like they're big shots. Yeah, um, for the most part. And, yeah, and not getting to do that is I, you kind of feel bad for them. Yeah. No, I mean it. it just it's that. I mean, we can but add it to the, rate, the list. At the rate we're going. <laughs> It's so bad, dude. It is so bad. I mean, just add that to the continuation list of people not really truly being able to use their gold cards, their silver cards. This What? I, I, well, yeah, I mean, you think about it. How many national events have we canceled? Oh, yeah, okay. I thought you Top meant, like, there, yeah. there was a rule. Of, I was going to say, no. come on now. I, you no. know, at, at this point, I think one of the national events, one of the next five should just be called the at nationals i think that'd be kind of cool well whatever it's gonna be just it's at this point now i hate to say it i probably got there like many many weeks ago but now nothing shocks me i i just nothing it, it just zero zilch I, I just nothing shocks me from that standpoint of you know, we watched, uh, let's add the things to the list of things that shock. You know, Megan Meyer breaks the alcohol scoreboard off, you know, breaks it off in half, not once, but twice. Uh, she cracks it. You got, you got Langdon pedaling five times to get a round win and then goes on to win the U.S. Nationals 10 years after he won the U.S. Nationals in Super Gas. I, I mean, they're just, there's so many of those things it's like yeah that doesn't, that doesn't shock me we we leave indy and 48 hours later we're getting text messages about purse payouts being cut and and everybody's like did you see this i'm not shocked i'm not i mean <laughs> it's it just i mean it's just it is what it is right now i it, we're What's just the christmas vacation thing if i woke up with my head sewn to the carpet i wouldn't be any more surprised than i am right now <laughs> yeah wait not what he said i mean <laughs> i I got a I got an email today, and they will remain nameless. But they sent me an email and said, "Hey, dude, don't know if you know or not, but ninety days to PRI." And I'm like, 
I sent him an email nah. back. I sent him an email back. I said, dude, you got it all wrong. 111 days till 2021. <laughs> can we not? We cannot. I mean, what's that phrase? You can't. Uh, you can pull a rope. You can't push it. I'm just yeah. dying to pull the freaking 2020 calendar off the wall and throw it in the freaking trash. Let's get. I mean, bring it on right now. Throw, I mean, Sam's Club's already got the damn trees up. I mean, we might as well just go ahead and get there. It's funny. There's somebody in my neighborhood that actually put up their Christmas lights. I, they, I, eh, maybe they could be Halloween lights, but um, they look like Left Christmas over. lights. Leftover <laughs> from Cinco de Mayo? What? Yeah, dude, I don't know. But um, they didn't have them. Then now they do. So um, it could be for Halloween, but Lord only knows. And I did hear they canceled Halloween around here, too. So that's well, pretty stupid. Uh, he, I mean, hell yeah, you can't have COVID in the chocolate. No. No. Willy Wonka better figure it out. <laughs> right. Give me that golden ticket. Just saying. All right. Well, let's get some organization here <laughs> to this for Why? our week back. Uh, I, I know. I know. We, it's, we, again, 2020. It's just a dumpster fire. Um. Last week, to light the light the outhouse again on fire. The, the Senate candle, get it going. Yep. Last week, last week you weren't with us because you were traveling. I was licking my wounds, and we had a little bit of a dis. I didn't have much of a discussion. A you little a discussion bit of with a, yourself. I did a <laughs> little bit of a co- little bit of conversation about social media when when something bad happens. And you have to manage it when you have to address it, uh, you know, to take care of your sponsors and so forth. And uh, so we, we had a little small conversation about that. But and that just kind of that just kind of leads right on in to what I want to talk about this week in depth, because it, I think it's significant. And so there's been two. I guess you could say there's been three large announcements in the last seven days. Uh, first and foremost, Bubba Wallace G- isn't racing for Richard Petty anymore. Well, that was that was one of them uh, <laughs> because he's he's more than likely going to Chip Ganassi Racing, which would give Chip Ganassi Racing two huge announcements for the week because Jimmy Johnson signed with Chip Ganassi Racing to drive IndyCar. Did he really? And I didn't hear that. You missed that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've been kind of bar- I've been I've been buried under a rock at Cheetos College all week. So You've been sniffing paint chips and yeah, eating paint liter- chips and sniffing paint fumes, one or the other. Liter- literally. Yeah. So Chip Ganassi Racing's probably gets the gets the four star for the week of PR. Uh, if they do, which I'm not sure that it'll come out and be announced this week, um, that Bubba's going to sign with Chip Ganassi Racing, but that's that's for all intents and purposes with Chip Ganassi Racing's McDonald's relationship, Bubba's relationship with McDonald's, the DoorDash program, uh, all of that stuff just aligning. Uh, that just seems to be the place. So Bubba Wallace and Jimmy Johnson, Chip Canassi Racing. Uh, that's, I mean, that's going to be a big move. You want to talk about people that get, uh, they get those positions or they get those opportunities and there better be some performance 
Bubba Wallace going to top tier equipment. Top tier. Chip Ganassi Racing doesn't, I mean, they're not over there lacking for anything. Uh, so, you know, as a driver, Bubba's not going to be able to sit at the podium or in the interview or on the Zoom and go, you know, well, we're a, we're a, you know, a 20 to 25th place operation on a <laughs> weekly basis. Uh, so, you know, if I finish inside, uh, you know, if I finish above 20, then, then, you know, that's a win, you know, that's, that's huge. Yeah. you those statements are not going to be, uh, allowed. We're going to have to like, you know, brainwash you there, buddy. You're going to have to flush those out. Uh, don't be saying that anymore. Cause, uh, Chip Ganassi racing does not, uh, show up to run 20th. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that was a big announcement. Uh, today, actually, as we're recording on on Thursday, actually that's Friday now, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> for you, maybe, and it's crossing over days here on this podcast. That's how long this dumpster fire goes, and uh, and then Jimmy Johnson, like I said, to, to Chip Ganassi Racing for IndyCar, that'll be huge uh, to see Jimmy Johnson go over to IndyCar, as I as I'm sure the IndyCar audience will increase now. Uh, with the flocking of the Jimmy Johnson fans that will go over that way. But those two announcements are truly shadowed by the mockery that has been made of the NHRA payout memo that came out to everyone. I guess that would be Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. That's how my days have been this week. Um, and I I have a lot of ideas and a lot of points and a lot of perspective, but but quite frankly, I don't think that anybody really cares what mine is because, hey, I'm not a pro driver. So it doesn't really affect me. I'm just a lonely sportsman guy. But that being said, we're, we're gonna, let's let's get some points of view from you, Cam, being how you're the – Oh, jeez. You're, you're, you're the – the in-house pro <laughs> of racers on rentals cars. Well, I guess it depends on who you talk to because a lot of people on the internet seem to think that uh, people that aren't on driving for Coletta or John Force Racing or GSR are just a bunch of leakers who shouldn't be out there, um, which I think is a bunch of bullshit because if you don't have people out there trying to do this stuff, you wouldn't have a field, so remember that, boys and girls that are out there crying about whatever. Um, there's an individual that will, will rename, that will be named anonymously, or however you word that, on the internet today. And I was just reading his mumbo jumbo, and I was just, I literally just wanted to like reply and just say, "Hey, bro, just shut your mouth. Just stop talking." Oh, I missed that one. Oh, yeah, I'll have to send it to you. But just saying yes. about how, you know, top field drivers and teams are just a bunch of ego-driven people and all they care about is their ego and they're only doing it for their egos and they should race classes that they can afford and, and this and that, which is, oh, man, I would took everything in me to just not roast this guy. Wait, um, is this a racer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A pro racer? And, no, 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 no. Sportsman, Sportsman guy? Oh, yeah. Well known? Uh, no. I mean, maybe in his own right. 
he thinks is he he's a West, well known. He's a West Coaster, isn't he? Of course he is. Oh! Yeah. But anyway, I just let it be. But I'll, I guess you could consider that me calling him out on my own show because, you know, what he had to say was a bunch of bullshit, if you ask me. Um, because, yeah. You can put the beeps in there. But yeah, no, it got me fired up. But back to um, the task at hand, I guess. So, wh- like, what do you want to know? Like, what do you want to know my thoughts on what? I mean, there's there's well, a lot of different so, ways that this can go. Uh, well, I mean, so you have driven for a lot of small teams. You mm-hmm. it, it collectively, if you wanted to say the small team group, right? If, I mean, right. you can pull from points of view and perspectives from guys like Todd Payton and Terry Haddock. The Leverage family, uh, Terry Totten, uh, mm-hmm. who else? Doug Foley, yep. even Terry McMillan. I, you know, Terry yep. McMillan was one of the very first ones that, uh, the first interview that I saw that got printed, posted. I don't know if it was the first interview given, but uh, TJ Zizzo, I think that yep. was, you know, I, I did not catch it live. Uh, I had to go back and watch it on, on NHRA TV. Uh, but I, TJ Zizzo talking about this sucks. <laughs> and that was in, that's in his interview. Uh, and I'm going, that's some raw emotion. There's some truth to that. Because, I mean, hey, you guys are out there. And you're not getting $125,000 a race for a sponsor. Right. Well, I guess I'll preface this with it's going to be a long-winded answer because I agree on a lot of different points of view. So with that being said, does it suck that they cut the pay? Yes, 100%, because the teams that I drive for, they legitimately need that money. Like if we qualify, you used to get $10,000. That $10,000 literally pays for the nitro, for the things that are there. A lot of the bigger teams, they use the qualifying money to pay for their bonus structure for their other, for their crew guys for the end of the year or whatever. So they're not racing for the winnings. So as a lower budgeted racer, to me, cutting the pay is, it's a lot harder on those guys that, you know, some people seem to think are wannabe racers. Now, if you didn't have these low budget teams striving to go out there and race, all you're going to have is six cars in each class and it wouldn't be very exciting. It wouldn't have full fields. You, you know, everybody would be complaining because the car counts are low, this, that, and the other thing. So the sport needs and was built on these type of racers. Now, do I think that everybody should just get a handout? No, I don't. But, you also got to understand that NHRA hasn't given a pay increase to qualifying money in like 20 years. So $10,000 in, in 2020 when nitromethane is $1,700 a barrel really isn't that money. When you got to fly in five crew guys, uh, pay for a drum of nitro, put diesel in your tractor trailer and all this stuff like that money is like literally already spent before you get there and you know start the car so um but on the flip side to that 
they really didn't cut the budget too bad for the lower teams, if you ask me, because statistically, you know, the teams that we, I mean, I hate to even say this, but on the, any given weekend, of course, we're out there all to win, but generally if we qualify, like that's a good thing. And, you know, maybe we go around, that's great. Um, but getting in the show is very important. So they only cut the money. I mean, what is it? $7,000 now it was 7,500 for the first couple of races. So they only cut it another $500. So from seven, it, so you're missing out on $3,000. Mm, kind of a lot of money in my eyes. I mean, three grand is a lot of money, but in retrospect, if, if it was a big cut from 50 to 15, like it is to win. Now, mind you, you got to run. So what would that be for? You have to run, make six runs to make $15,000. Now that's kind of tough to swallow. Um, because a lot of people don't realize these cars cost a lot of money. I mean, depending on what team obviously, but I mean, let's just average this number out to, let's just call it on a low number, $5,000 a run, right? Four to $5,000 to make one run if nothing breaks. So you made one run in qualifying and one run in in uh, eliminations. Say you lost first round. You're in the hole. If you go <laughs> $5,000 per lap, that's $10,000. You've made $7,000. you are in the hole $3,000. So why would you do it other than the love of the sport? We all love it. We all want to be there. It's the pinnacle of the sport. It's what puts you know, fans in the stands and all that. It's exciting. It's natural methane, this, that, and the other thing. At the end of the day, my theory, you're still going to have these lower-budgeted teams coming to the Gator Nationals. Everybody's talking about a boycott and all this stuff. I personally haven't talked to Terry. Um, he's out of the country right now uh, about all this stuff. But if you think about it, I mean, yeah, $500 is a big hit, but it's not as big of a hit as... You know, if I was Antron Brown and I won the Gator Nationals or whoever, I mean, of course, I would love to win the Gator Nationals, but for 15 Gs, like, you, they literally spent, like, that's a huge span to them. And they contractually have to be there because they have the big sponsors. Cruz Pentagon went on Facebook, I don't know if you saw it, and was talking about on the other spectacle of it, says, hey, look, you know, because Terry McMillan and a bunch of other teams, there was like an Auto Week article that said, hey, we rely on this money to pay for our hotel bills, to pay our, our bonuses and our nitro bill. They factor that into their budget when they get sponsorship. Cruise Pendergon said the exact opposite and said, hey, we go out and we get sponsorship for, let's just say it's three million bucks or I, you know, I don't know what his budget is, but whatever that number is. And he doesn't care about the purse. He, he's paid to do a job to put snap on or whoever on, on TV. Great. I, I agree with the guy. Like I don't, I don't think what he's saying is bad. Um, but I mean, not everyone can do that business model. I would love to have that business model. I, I mean, everybody strives for that. But at the end of the day, we all can't do that. So that's why I have so many different opinions on all this stuff. Does it suck for the guy that has to make six runs to make fifteen thousand dollars when he just spent a hundred thousand to do that? Yes, and then everybody argues, well. Oh well, they don't need the money anyways. That that's that's rel that's irrelevant. Like, 
I, I hate when people say that, you know, whether it's on, oh, well, they're, they're billionaires or they're rich or they don't need the money or even on the other side, oh, well, they shouldn't be out here because they don't have the money or whatever. Like there's so, there, this spectrum's so wide that I, I don't like those excuses. Everybody's out there because they love the sport. And that's why I don't think that the NHRA is going to fail when it comes to the pro classes because somebody, Connie Coletta, he don't give a crap. He'll race for, you know, high fives. He don't care, which is cool. I'm willing to bet that, you know, on the other side of it, Terry's probably going to, I mean, at least he'll be there with the funny car because he has to be. That's what he does for, for work. I mean, his business is repairing blocks when he's not racing, but a lot of his, his income is, is racing, qualifying money and sponsorship and things like that. So people are still going to show up. I don't think there's going to be a boycott. If there was going to be a boycott, it probably already would have happened because the problem now, if you boycott, it doesn't really matter because the damage is already done. They're already, they've already, they've, us as racers have already shown that we're going to continue to race whether it's for five bucks or five hundred thousand dollars a race, because we're racers and that's what we want to do. It's just hard to justify and, and to a hard pill to swallow because it costs so much money to run these cars. Everybody says, "Oh, well, you should go race something slower." Then, <sighs> I no, no, <laughs> no. I mean, sure, yeah. Like I have a bracket car. I love bracket racing. It's a different. It's a different thing. But, you know, am I an egotistical maniac that just does it for to boost my ego, like some people say? Absolutely not. They should maybe think about driving a fuel car and see what it feels like, and, you know, maybe they'd, they'd have a passion and a love for it, too. I, I mean, on a personal level, everybody knows that I don't get paid a bunch of money to drive these cars. I do it for the love. I risk my life for the love of the sport and the thrill of it. Now... Well, I love to get. I mean, do I take a cut of some sponsorship and stuff to kind of, you know, offset costs? Absolutely, you have to. But the goal is to always become a paid driver or whatever. But those days are kind of dwindling away off into the sunset. So, those are a few of my long-winded thoughts. Will the NHRA go away? I don't think so. Will it change? Maybe it could go to eight-car fields if if things actually ever boycott but i don't think anybody's gonna boycott because people there's there's too many people in the sport in that world that they don't care about the money they'll just race whether big or small team i don't disagree with the fact that people are gonna race right i i don't disagree with that the, the, I think the thing that I disagree with the most is that, one, as a sanctioning body, and two, as team owners, we're devaluing our worth. Oh, I mean, and, I agree with that. And that that is, you know... But that what, Band-Aid's what, already ripped off, is the problem. Well, and... We already I mean, devalued how, ourselves at the end of the... Like, when all this started. Yeah, right? and... And that's that's the thing from that standpoint is that so you've got okay let's let's play that monkey out and say okay we're going to eight car fields because we're boycotting 
why why am i why are you charging me $45 to get in the gate right to watch eight car eight car top field and funny car fields yeah. i mean no. what I what you know, wait a minute. I'm a sponsor. But every ticket, every ticket's a pit pass, Don. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm a sponsor. Wait a minute. You want you want three million a year to to what? To put Make a commercial three? on essentially to put a commercial on FS1. <laughs> I mean, it just it it really bothers me on the value side, you know, and and I guess that's the marketing business side of it that. It's like, why are you devaluing, you know, from just the the product? That's and that's what I have a problem with. And for anybody that wants to send me a hate mail and say, well, if they don't race, you have no value. That's where you're wrong. I, look, if something's parked and it's parked for a business reason, it didn't cost you any money and it didn't lose any money. The value stays the same. If it's a matter of pulling the plug and saying, okay, we can't continue on. We've got to stop. We're, we're just going to regroup and we'll be back in 21. That I mean, right now there's a couple people out there that are, are professionals in the motorsports world that are looking pretty smart right now. And one of them's last name's Force. Yeah. The thing that'll bother me at the end of the day is uh, if next year they they leave it at seventy five or seven thousand dollars to qualify, and they only bump it back up to thirty thousand to win. If that happens, then that's when people are going to be like, "Yep, we're done," because there's no way that you can sustain that unless you are literally a billionaire and. Sure, there's billionaires in drag racing, but there ain't that many of them. And yeah, to, to be to be an HRA and to run your business model off of a couple billionaires is a little hard to fetch. Yeah, no, it's you can't, you just you just can't. And I mean, at some of the, I mean, these payouts, the pro stock cars, the pro stock motorcycles. I'm going. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's our, tough, and I, and it puts it puts the people with these big corporate sponsors up against the wall. Even if they don't want to race, or they can't, they don't. You know, they've set their budget for X. I mean, yeah, we haven't raced twenty four races or whatever, but a lot of these people are getting their budgets cut. They're not getting paid from their sponsors, and then now all of a sudden they're like, okay, well at least we have X amount of money if we win or if we qualify or whatever, and then that gets cut, and then so everything's getting cut. So everyone's trying to tread water, which I understand that NHRA is making some very tough decisions, and you know I'm not really I'm not bad mouthing NHRA, I'm not bad mouthing racers, I'm not bad mouthing anybody. Yes, it's a very hard situation to be dealing with. No, I'm, we've all never been in a friggin' pandemic before, but. You know, I I feel like there maybe should have been a little more conversations with with some of the teams. And uh, but I mean, maybe there was. I mean, look at like I said, the the way that they cut it is like they didn't cut it on the bottom end. Which yeah, they cut they it on the top. Which I mean, if you're gonna have to cut it, which they cut obviously the had to cut it at the top. And I mean, I I give them credit for that because if they would have cut it at the bottom, you would have seen. 
you know, if they would have said, oh, you get 2500 bucks to qualify, I mean, that would have been it. That would cover all... a barrel of fuel. No, 100%. You know, that's when you would you wouldn't you would see all the smaller teams go away. And I mean, yes, all the small teams wish they were big teams everyone. Nobody wishes that they're a small team. So it's just the nature of the beast. They're expensive to run and the people that own these cars, they know that. And that's if they only race three times a year because that's what they can afford. Cool. You know, don't don't downplay somebody just because they only race a couple times a year or they don't have a three billion dollar budget. You know, I this is kind of getting me off on a tangent, but there was a there was a time that I was standing in the staging lanes and a lot of these people, like even within the world of who work in it, you know, like these crew members and stuff, um, I was standing in the staging lanes and a, I'm not going to name the driver or the team, but they, <laughs> this was a predominant team and it, you could tell it was, this was in Gainesville like a year ago and I'm standing there and there are all these cars are lined up. And somebody leaked, you know, leaked on the track and had oil down. And this predominant team member said, oh, it must have been blank, you know, freaking leakers. And they start complaining about leakers. When this this kid, I had never seen him before. It's probably his third race working for this predominant team. He just got the job or whatever. And he's calling out these people. And that particular person that he called out was standing right behind him <laughs> and that person turned around and said dude what's your problem you will never understand what it's like to be a small team so shut your mouth and the guy was like because <laughs> it clearly wasn't the the person awkward and i was just, I was just literally standing there going like Oh, uh, you boy, you just put your foot, insert foot, mouth here. Yes, yes. You should probably go run into that suburban or expedition or whatever the hell it was, yeah. Durango or whatever it was. Just go away before you just get your ass lay beat. down, lay down, <laughs> let them run over you. Little white flag, like yeah, it's just a you know, but it's even it's even within the because if you didn't have the smaller teams, like everybody starts from somewhere, right? Absolutely. And that's, and you're going to get, now that is one thing. You're going to get the keyboard warriors that have nothing to do with racing. They're just angry at the world, ran out of Doritos. They're having to eat Cheetos and they're just going to keep pecking away with their 10 cent opinion. On Dude, the I had people texting me today going like, Oh, what do you, what do you think? What's going to like? I'm like looking at who's like sending me the text and I'm like, Dude, really, bro? Like, you really don't have a say in this one bit. Like, why do you even care? Why do you even care? You know, just because they want to, they want, they want to go online and go. Oh, I heard from so and so. Yeah. Now, NHRA is not going to fail. No, I would have I would have liked to have seen, and I'm. This is probably the tenth time I've said it. I would have liked to have seen a PR statement made 
that the executive team was taking pay cuts during this time to help facilitate. And, and even if they did, they didn't announce it, didn't, sh- didn't tell us, right? Didn't tell us that you were. And, and I'm sorry when it's times like this and you're cutting people's winning, winning purse and, and so forth and so on, you, you need to have some concessions in there where things were getting cut uh, on the top side to make it, make it goodwill. I mean, that's, that's, hey, you're working 24 hours, we're working 24 hours. It's, it's, we're in it together. And uh, so sometimes, eh, you, you, you have to capitalize on your PR moments. And uh, they had a great indie. I, it wasn't a normal indie, but it was a great indie. They, you know, had over eight, 800 cars on the property and a huge show. Uh, what what they had? You had twenty. You had twenty cars in top fuel. I think you had twenty. There was like twenty in funny cars. I think there was like twenty two or something in pro stock. I mean, it was a great field. You got records being set, back to backs being won. I mean, there's. It was just. It was a good indie. And then you came right on out there forty eight hours later and just slammed that bitch right to the ground. You know, it's funny. It's like everybody's like, oh, what happened at Indy? Because, you know, Indy used to be like the one where people made announcements for sponsorships and things like that back in the day. Now it's just like the ultimate warrior just give you like a big old friggin' joke slam. <laughs> yes, there was. I mean, there was really there was really no there, the zero. I mean, I didn't hear of one iota of a rumor of anything that, to be announcement worthy. Um other than people yeah. losing their sponsorship. No kidding. And and I more mean, people getting laid off at, at the bigger teams. I heard that yeah. three times this w- past weekend. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's gonna be the it's there's gonna be a lot of piecemealing together for twenty twenty one for a lot of the fuel teams. And it's I feel like they're gonna be trying to piecemeal stuff together to get through um and I and I can only hope as somebody again passion for the sport. I can only hope that the executives out there are working hard and the people are finding you know knocking on doors. The biggest team, yeah. The biggest. Sorry to interrupt, but the biggest people that I feel bad for is honestly the crew. You know, a lot of these a lot of these crew guys like this is all they like. They are the full timers, right? A lot of yep. the drivers they have owned businesses. A lot of the team owners have businesses or whatever. But the crew guys, they're the ones that are losing out. Crew guys and gals, they're the ones who make their house payment from a nitro car or a pro yep. stock car or pro mod car or whatever. So when they start getting laid off and things like that, the pool of really good talent that can work on these cars is getting really, really big in the unemployment world. And so I'll be interested to see what happens next year if people hold their ground and say, hey, I'm worth X and I'm not budging because I know I'm worth it. If you want somebody that's good that works on your car or what in your team, this is what I I get paid. And because a lot of these, I mean, some of them make pretty good living and. You know. Or is it going to be the people that come straight out of UTI or Wyotech and they get, you know, oh, well, we can train them to do bottom end. 
Are they going to decide to go with that, be the fresh-faced kid that just wants to be on a pro team? Or are they going to go with the the 15-year veteran that knows the ins and outs of these cars like the back of their hand? Because there's, yeah. there's, there's a big salary difference there. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because what will yeah. happen, too, is a lot of these people, as they get laid off, they may realize, like, hey, man, like, also, I've been doing this for 15 years. I make really good money, but I miss my family. I miss my kids. It's kind of nice now that I got laid off and I'm I'm doing, you know, whatever, the job that they've gotten at home because they're home on a Friday night and they can go to their kids' baseball game or, or whatever. Like, people don't realize the sacrifices all these poor people make to do this stuff. Yeah, now it's it's going to be an interesting next uh, four or five months. See how it plays out. I'm with you. I don't think there's going to be a huge exodus. I think Gainesville will have will have a decent car count. Hell, I'm on the some... entry list. I saw. I don't know how I'm on the entry list, but I'm on it. So maybe maybe I'll be there. Who knows? Oh. So you can com- you can contribute to the leaking factory. Anyway. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, it's midnight, brother. Gloves are off. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, if you guys just want to watch three top fuel cars, fine. Go ahead. That's fine. I'll stay, I'll stay home. You can, you can go ahead and come. Just make sure you knock out the top bulb. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, so I want don't want to get completely off the subject and and off course because the past few weeks we've been talking about some marketing stuff and i didn't want this show to go on without us not talking about something marketing related and i was reminded this past week about how something so simple can make such a huge impact when it comes to your marketing program and it is in the category of your print or your branding. And I had an individual hand somebody something and watch the, the person just completely light up uh, like there was no tomorrow. And it was just a, a moment there where I went, huh, sometimes I forget the little things when it comes to the branding side. And so want to talk a little bit about it doesn't cost a lot, but doing simple little things like hero cards and stickers and things that individuals can take home, stick on a toolbox or in their truck or their desk or make their parents mad and stick it on their refrigerator in the kitchen. Uh, little things like that will go a long way. Now, I said that. Because I don't want to forget this as well that goes along with it. Photographers. If you're at, when you are getting ready to do your print materials, you got to have clean, crisp, high quality photos. Pay for it's them. A- call, the, call the photographer, spend the 60 bucks, get the digital file, whatever, and then yeah. print your hero cards. Yeah, make sure you, you take care of your photographer. And, Give and them credit. A, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, hire them for the weekend. Take them to the racetrack. Let them, I mean, let them get, you know, 
action shots on track, off track, lifestyle, if you will. Uh, the There's a lot of people at the track that do that at national events. You know, Courtney Anders, she's been on the show. She does that. Uh, Sadie Glenn. Um, there's a, a whole slew of others that uh, that do it too, and they do a really good job. We've we've hired Sadie and Courtney, and you know ourselves. You know, Sadie did a bunch of stuff for Angie when she when she drove Super Comp for the first time, and she. I mean, that's where we got all her awesome photos. And then what's really cool, you hire them, you pay them. I don't know whatever it is, a couple hundred bucks for the weekend or whatever their their rate is. And then what's also cool you can use those for your marketing deck so that way you don't have a bunch of watermarks from ripping photos off of a bunch of websites to make yourself look really unprofessional in your marketing deck that you're trying to get millions of dollars from or five bucks or 50 bucks or whatever hell you're trying to get exactly yes most definitely so please make sure that you allow yourself some spending to to handle photography get good solid images do the hero cards on the print side come up with decals something memorable that you can have to give somebody that they're going to want to hold on to or they're going to put it somewhere and they're going to see it on a regular basis and they're always going to think about the moment that they shared with you that you took some time Uh, that will be impactful for the future for for your sponsors, the products, the brands that you're related with or associated with. Well, yeah, not only the logos and stuff on there, but you can also, you know, remind people that you have promo codes. You know, like, say, for instance, if we were making a racers and rental cars hero card, we'd probably, you know, have the RIRC promo code on there and say, hey, you know, you go to manscaped.com, you get yourself uh, some ball wipes for those hot, smuggy-ass days in the Midwest. You know, or whatever it is, get yourself a 3.0 lawnmower trimmer, something like that. Get yourself 20% off. They look on the wall and go, oh, yeah, manscaped.com. Cool. Like, oh, R-I-R-C, boom. It's pretty cool. Or even, I mean, K&N, you just you start buying stuff. You put in the R-I-R-C thing on there at checkout, and you get free stuff. I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty simple. So really work out. Are we are we getting ready to go into our Manscaped moment of the week? Yes, sir. What you got for me? I. So let's take. I, I'm gonna do this in in. I'm gonna the, give like it. A, I'm gonna. I, can I give one? Yeah, have at it. I want to give one to Don's owner, <laughs> JB, for going to the finals at the U.S. Nationals. That's really cool. Because now we can. All three be standing there drinking a beer and say, oh, I've been to Indy. I lost in the final, too. Oh, cool. How about you, Don? Oh, yeah, sweet. So did I. What year? Oh, cool. Bitching, me too. And then now JB can join in on the phone and be like, yeah, sweet. I went to the final in, in 2020. I freaking lost, too. So we all fucking suck. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Do you want to know what the worst part about running up at Indy? The only uh, person that remembers who runnered up is you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, dude, my Manscaped moment of the week goes to DHL driver Sean Langdon. He manned up, throttle whack, pedaling, handbraking, stomping on the loud pedal to get the round win over Justin Ashley. It was awesome. 
If you haven't seen it, you didn't watch it, go out on NHRA.com on Facebook. It is just sick how many times he was peddling the car. It was sideways. One front end hiked up, tires off the ground, and he was wheeling that mug to a whopping seven-second round elapsed time. So uh, I'm Manscaped in the morning. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how he can – pedal that thing nine million times and not sling the rods out of it but i do it one time and i got eight rods on the ground i i don't understand that so, but kudos to him and actually what's funny side note to that i saw after the event i saw one of the crew guys at uh an eatery also known as a bar um after the races and he told me that they that was the same block all day they didn't change the block going into the next round Pretty badass. That's bad. That's really badass. The block yeah. might get the man. Might have to get a manscape yeah. of the week as well. Yeah. So, yeah. as Cam, as Cam said to follow up, manscape.com, R-I-R-C, Get yourself the lawnmower, the 3.0. Get yourself some ball wipes. They've got some pretty kick ass. Uh, now this is for all those smelly people out there with the feet. They got this new foot deodorant that comes in a spray. Smell sprays and like lickety split clean smells good. Get yourself some of that. Take advantage of the free shipping and twenty percent off. R I R C for the manscape.com. All right, Cam. So everything going on right now. I'm sitting over here licking wounds, trying to get some stitches for my sucking chest wound that I got going on. But at the same time, I want to close out on another marketing note. And I, we don't see it happen a lot in drag racing, but it came up this week and in NASCAR. And it made me just, you know, go, well, man, I wonder how many people actually think about that. And it is who does the sponsor belong to when individuals, drivers leave teams and go to other teams? <laughs> so case in point there's a nascar driver that's getting ready to leave his team and they brought in some humongous money in the past three months and now they the driver has decided along with a little bit of backdooring by his agent that he's going to take a couple of these sponsors to his new team and that just does not pass the smell test for me. Well, it depends on how the contract was written. If it's for the driver or if it's for the team. Right. And here's the thing. As a driver, you Somebody's going to try to steal it anyway, so it doesn't matter. You can't be a driver if you don't have a team. It's true. And so... um that kind of ruffled my feathers a little bit. Didn't re- don't really, uh, you know, don't really like that. Might be something we need to get. Don't Ryan really Mary like that. No, don't really there's like a lot that of things, because there's a lot of yeah. things when it comes to ethics and morals and sponsorship that I don't really like too. But nah, I, people I, don't people not, don't seem to do that. It's just not passing for me. Um, not you know, up in here. I, yeah, not up in here. Really don't like that at all. Have some ethics about you. Have some morals. 
You know, if you've got a PSA, you know, a personal services agreement, that's fine. And I got no problem with that because some companies want specific, you know, they want attributes or characteristics or traits that those drivers have. And I get that. That's, I'm totally fine with that. But that doesn't mean you get it all. You don't get it all. Because now you took money away from the guys that are over there working on your car, working on the team, try, putting, putting equipment under you to be out on the racetrack in order for you to even have a chance. And now you're hurting them. And so, um, and I, and I, I mean, I feel like it, the individuals should be put on blast to, uh, let, let the next ownership group know what kind of, what kind of person they're getting. I think it goes to your person, you know, your, your core. I think it goes to you, you know, what kind of human being you are. I think that goes to it and I think it shows. So, um, yeah. So if you're out there. And you're thinking, you know, I'm thinking more on the dirt track racing side, World of Outlaws. Just don't hear it happen very much in drag racing because, like you said, there's not a lot of higher guns, uh, you know, paid drivers anymore in the drag racing world. There's a few, uh, but you don't really see them leaving and going somewhere else and taking their sponsorship deals with them. Uh, that all kind of settled out. You know, I'm trying to think... Um, didn't Whit Bazemore do that once, I think? Maybe Whit did it. When he had the um, Matco deal, he took it from, was it David Powers to uh, DSR, wasn't it? I, th I thought. Or no, he, he took it from DSR and took it to David Powers, I think. Okay, is that what it was? I know there's I been think. a few. There's been a few out there for the, you know, ship jumping, if you will, for greener pastures, as they say. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind. You're out there, you're a dirt track guy, world of outlaws, you know, make sure that you think about where it is that you're leaving and the opportunities that you had there, uh, whether it's a stepping stone or whatever the case may be that you're going somewhere else, make sure that you remember you're leaving people behind that help, you know, provide those opportunities for you as you move forward. So don't try to, don't try to take all the cookies out of the cookie jar. Leave some cookies in there for others. Heard that. All right. Well, what, is that all you got? I, I mean, yeah. I, that's all I got. I mean, I can offer you a cup of Tim Hortons coffee if you'd like. If you'd like to come over, we can continue this over over uh, coffee and strumpets. <laughs> nah, nope, I'm out on that. Dude, I'm just looking forward to a somewhat of a relaxing weekend. I'm going to watch a little bit of drag racing, hopefully from the Earlville. I'm going to watch some drag racing out of Michigan for the Midwest Pro Mod guys. I'm going to watch some NASCAR because, hey, we're in Richmond, and that's where tempers flare up at. So I'm looking forward to oh, a few altercations. I got, I got one thing. Did you see the thing where they're taking California Speedway and turning it into a half mile? Yeah, I bet some of you West Coasters will get excited about NASCAR now. I mean, maybe. I mean, come I just, on. I just hope they, everybody was all pissed off, said, there's no drag strip on that drawing. <laughs> oh, well. I'm like, I Dude, don't think that's, it's yeah, that's just, that's just tough pieces there. I, 
your land your land out there is so dang valuable well yeah but at the end of the day like the where where the drag strip is now i don't i mean it has nothing to do with that drawing it's literally in the parking lot along the back of the railroad tracks so i don't really see it going anywhere and even if it did they could just move the barriers like they they do for the nascar parking anyway and then move them back yeah yeah for sure i don't know if they do that anymore they actually used to do that like he was legit in the parking lot well you guys that tracks the one that's got the huge ass walls down the side right yeah because of the one house that um they ended up buying or something but yeah Yeah, they had to build like a million dollar wall or something yeah yep that's that's the one yep yep nope well, the racetrack was here, then you decided to build a house, and then you decided to complain about it. Hmm. All right. Just saying. All right, Cam. Well, dude, I'm I'm beyond spent at 1230 at night. But nonetheless, I'm glad that we got a show in this week. I'm glad that Manscaped's getting taken care of. I'm glad that I hope that everybody out there is still going and using our discount code and all our other partners that we've had on uh, up to this point because they're all still active and working. And we greatly appreciate you sharing and telling people that you're, we're the reason why you're calling. For those and, of you uh, that don't don't remember, that would be K&N, CBD, MD, Motion Race Works, RacersRentalCars.com, Manscaped. There's a lot of them. Yep. You should check them out. Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate any t-shirt sales, whether it's Cam, mine, or the Racers Rental Cars, whatever the case is. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Please feel free. Hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. We will get this ship back in the ocean and off the beach next week. That's all puns for Cam there because, hey, you know, it's all about Cam. That's right. Oh. You know, yeah, if yeah. you guys send us an email, we may or may not read it. So, shocker. Sh- shoot them over. <laughs> well, Cam, I. And at least you guys have something to complain about. I mean, geez, you didn't even read my email. Well, nah. no, we didn't. Sorry. Sue me. Yeah, we, well, now we'll do something for sure. We like the we like the hate mail that we get. No, we like lo- yeah, we love the emails. We actually believe it or not, we do read them because me and Don do care. So yeah, um, I I want to hear yeah. what kind of crazy negative things you have to say about me. Yeah. none of you that's have come be- up with that's anything. Be- that is between me and the person that I'm responding to. So yeah. I look like Kermit the Frog typing out my response. I'm pecking away on this thing, and then I step back and go, delete. (laughs) And you just sip your tea. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just over here drinking my tea. That's right. All right, Cam, I'll see you next week. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. Tell your friends, please, rate, review, subscribe, share. We appreciate it. We can't do it without you. And that is the God's honest truth. And you're the only reason that I'm up at 1230 at night to do a podcast. There you go. And uh, last but not least, we also want to thank Voice America for helping produce this show. Uh, Without all their technical awesomeness, we wouldn't be able to figure it out. So (laughs) kudos to them. 
if you're looking to start a podcast, look them up, voiceamerica.com. They, uh, they do all any and all things that you need for podcasts. I actually get that question a lot. Uh, asked me how we do this. And uh, yeah, that's how we do it, voiceamerica.com. So uh, check them out along with all of our other partners. And thank you very much. And now I feel better. I feel like I've vented. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep well tonight. But no, NHRA yeah. no, is not going anywhere. And I hope to see you detract near you. Because I love it. I don't do it for the money. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks, Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing and Media, and Stupid Fast Racing, and RacersandRentalCars.com.